Hi, and welcome to Broken Wheel, a blog and podcast taking an in-depth look at the Bible. I'm your author and host, Hunter Carl. Today, we're looking at Ecclesiastes 3.22. So I saw that there is nothing better than that a man should rejoice in his work, for that is his lot. Who can bring him to see what will be after him? Right, this idea again. Although, you're correct, it's phrased differently. We are not to take pleasure in our work, we are to rejoice in it. Now, the immediate question for us is why is this being brought up again? If you reread the end of chapter 2 and all of chapter 3, this phrase, or a variant of it, has appeared three times. We may chalk this up to bad writing or get bored by the repetition, but perhaps we should consider there's a reason Solomon continues to repeat himself. Why does he do so in verse 22? Consider what we discussed in the last post. Solomon has informed us that the proof of what happens to our spirits after we die is a mystery, one we cannot comprehend. Our assumptions about a lasting place of peace and paradise, those don't rest in evidence. They are true, but nobody knows that. Given that fact, Solomon tells us, you better enjoy this life while you can, because there's nothing coming after it that you can be sure of. Can I get an amen? In addition to that hopelessness, Solomon reminds us at the end of this verse that we don't know the events that will come after our life. Wars, pestilence, neglect, etc. may all tear down and destroy the accomplishments we created and fought for during our time on earth. So rejoice in the now of your existence and work. Why? Because you're not guaranteed anything else. Harsh. And harsh because in at least one sense, it's true. I remember a TikTok someone shared with me, sorry I don't have the link, where they this person summarized books of the Bible. They of course shared with me the video concerning Ecclesiastes. It was just a guy lying face down on his bed and moaning. I laughed. Yes, that is exactly what this book feels like. Now, that's obviously not the book in its full context. And I've made a similar joke referencing how the book feels in certain passages like an emo song. These are both satirical summations and one's definitely played for comedy. There's a lot more to this book, as I hope you're realizing by reading this blog. It still begs the question, why is this at times an utterly depressing book in our Bible? I get it. Religion is supposed to make us feel better. At least that's the marketing anyway. Put it this way. Do you have hope in Jesus? Great. Does that make the difficult moments in serving God better? Absolutely. Do you always feel that way? Do you ever doubt? Is life so heavy that for moments you, like the Son of God, stare up into the thundering storming sky and say, why? God knew you would at times question your belief. He knew the doubts that would arise in your heart. He wanted you to see the wisest turn their thoughts to the same questions. He wanted you to know that even there, he loved you, and that the darkness you might find yourself within is like the noon sky to his eyes. The pain, anxiety, and distrust doesn't surprise him for a minute. Rest, knowing God is larger than your fear. If you liked what you heard today, visit brokenwheel.substack.com and sign up to get this podcast and blog post sent to your email podcast is also available on itunes and spotify please rate and review us there if you want more of my writing visit the about page of my website to read short stories i've recently published in journals such as the blue mountain review thanks and have a great rest of your day